We're not that big. We're not that big of nerds, are we? Ah, uh, yay, learning. Hey everyone, and welcome to A Thing A Month, also known as Adam. I'm your host, Cody Kovar, and today I'm joined by guest co-host Haley Shepard. How are you doing, Haley? I am doing well, Cody. How are you? I'm living the dream every day, of course. What if I told you I knew you were going to say that you were living the dream every single day? Well, I would say we've been we've been friends for quite some time, so you were there when the phrase was coined, whenever like I started using that phrase. So Really? Yeah, I really started using it in my junior year. That was kind of like whenever it came to, to prominence for me personally. I should have said I'm living the dream every day. Just to throw you off a little bit. <laughs> you should have. You should have. Next time. Next time. So this month, so let me go ahead and preface everything. This is a very unique period in history. And you and I originally planned on doing a challenge where we were going to eat vegan for the month of April. And I was so excited. I, I was legitimately excited too. I had a bunch of recipes. I was ready to go. And then the COVID-19 global pandemic, that might be a double meaning. I think pandemic means global. The global pandemic, regardless, it it struck and it hit. And so now we are in a... Uh, a take shelter notice until take shelter until further notice and uh, we're in different parts of the state however i think the the shelter notice still stands and so because of this there's not much in terms of going to the grocery store regularly grabbing food or going out to going to burger king and getting like an impossible whopper or something that's not as easily accessible as it normally would be and because of that we decided to postpone the vegan until a later date, until the pandemic has subsided. We're still going to do that, and it's still going to be us two doing that specific challenge. Good. I'm so excited. But for the time being, we decided to take up a different challenge. We decided to do a spending one hour a day on something that we've always wanted to do, and we're calling it the Quarantine Productivity Challenge. There's a reason for this. It's not just, it's not just, hey, let's, let's, let's be, let's talk about doing something we like doing on the podcast. It's kind of multi-layered. So before we go any further, do you want to go ahead and talk about what hobby slash hobbies you are going to partake in? Yes, I would love to, Cody. So I'm going to do two. One, I'm going to crochet. And the other, I'm going to disc golf. So, two hours a day is a pretty significant time investment, I'd say. Yes, it is a pretty significant part of my day, but I have nothing else scheduled during my day other than a one-hour Zoom meeting with my kids. Yeah, so do you want to talk about that at all, your experience with e-learning? I mean, it's just, it'd be interesting to document that for the sake of, you know, historic, historical context. There's... 50 kids that are online, 50 kids, they're sharing memes, they're sharing jokes, whatever. And then sometimes, like today, um, there's one. And they don't ask questions about my schoolwork. They ask questions about Fortnite. And it's not even questions that I should know. They're quizzing me on my Fortnite knowledge that doesn't exist. There's a new function or feature or whatever called Spy Games? Question mark. Um, and it's 
uh, two teams, four on each team, and it's tournament style. There's four rounds. Yeah, I learned a lot. (laughs) Did you inquire or was it voluntarily given? It was voluntarily (laughs) given. I did not inquire it, but now I've learned so much. (laughs) I imagine. (laughs) With that being said, I don't have a lot going on because I'm a teacher. I am off work for a long time. Today, Governor Abbott made a declaration that we cannot go to school until the beginning of May right now. So having two time commitments is okay. Or three. Zoom for my kids, crocheting for an hour, and disc golfing for an hour. I'm hoping to build a muscle in my crocheting so that when my kids are on Zoom and they're asking me Fortnite questions and I don't need to, like, demonstrate my science knowledge, I can crochet. That's that's very fair. Building building 90s, as the kids say these days. What? That's a Fortnite phrase, I think. Oh. I try to stay hip. I play Fortnite with my six-year-old brother sometimes. It's funny. I remember whenever I was I was in high school. Uh, let's, let's go back even further. I remember when I was in middle school playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And, I mean, there was a lot of horrible, vulgar, nasty things being said. But I remember calling people a noob. And that was just like, oh, I roasted him. I totally got him calling him a noob. And it's funny. My six-year-old brother is now calling people noobs whenever we're playing Fortnite. And it's just, it's pretty funny. Full circle. Full circle. So... The challenge that I decided to partake in is I'm going to be doing video game development for the entire month of April. And what that's going to look like is a whole lot of studying. Um, I don't currently... So I'm a programmer by trade, but I don't currently have a good fundamental understanding of any good game engines or really even how to start in any direction, but I know that I want to use the game engine called Godot. It's, it's free, it's open source, and I think it looks like it's a good place to start. Uh, it's pretty highly praised, and there's some good updates that, there's some pretty good updates coming down the road that people are already in, talking about and anticipating pretty heavily. So I've done my research, and so what the average hour for me is going to be looking like is a lot of studying, and a lot of practicing, and a lot of trying to have some sort of a working prototype by the end of this 28-day challenge. So circling back to your challenges, what is practicing disc golf going to look like for you? I don't, I don't know. I don't know much about disc golf to begin with, but I want to throw the discs and I want to eventually throw them well. I want to take score and I want to improve that score over a period of time. I feel like disc golf is like, it's like one of those things like bowling where every time you go bowling, it's a spur of the moment thing. And you usually have one pe- one person out of the entire group who's just like a rock star. And you're like, oh, I just want to be that good. Like, I want to be as good as you so bad. But the second that you leave the bowling alley, you just don't even think of bowling again until the next time the whole group's together. I think disc golf is very much so the same way. During it, you're like, oh, I just wish I was so much better. But it's not something that you ever really practice. So do you have, have you, have you ever kept score? Do you have like a goal that you'd like to reach? 
I've never kept score playing disc golf. I have learned what all of the, like, rules and things are of disc golf. But no, I've never taken score. But I would like to. And I, and I would like to see how it changes over a period of time. As I want to get better. I want to get good. I want this to be a skill. I, I definitely think that, like, figuring out what par is for the course and then trying and seeing. The golf course or the disc golf course that I plan to attend here in Abilene has, like, scoring. Scoring. It's beautiful. It tells me what par is. Oh, I'm ready. So I definitely would recommend trying to hit par and then keeping score and then seeing, you know, if the last time that you do it on April 28th, what your final score is. Because that would be really cool to see if there's any improvement there. So what does the hour of crochet looking like for you? I I want to get good enough to make a baby blanket. I've already said that 10 times over. I want to be good enough at the end of this month to make a baby blanket for you and your wife whenever you choose to have a baby, whether it's nine months from now or a decade from now, somewhere in between, whatever. I want to make a baby blanket for you. So with that being said, I'd really like to develop a muscle for crocheting so I can sit there and do it during my Zoom meetings with my kids. I know at first that's not super likely, but I have reference books and so I'm going to sit and I'm going to, at first, I'm going to struggle through crocheting. I looked up how to make a knot. I don't know why, but I was very confused. Very confused. But that'll get better. That'll get better. That's really good. I'm really glad that you have two things like that. Because one thing that I really wanted to discuss was the idea of, you know, actively participating in a hobby and then passively participating in a hobby. Because something that we've talked about on Adam before was the difference between an active challenge and a passive challenge. And so, so far, I would say that we've done both. So in the cold showers was more of a passive challenge because it's like substituting something that you already do. And like, I would argue that, you know, going vegan is like a passive challenge. It's substituting something that you already do for just a different version or different variety. Not that it's not an active thought in your brain to eat vegan. Like I'm, I'm, that's going to be intentional and it might be hard or it might be easy. And just like stepping into the cold shower, like that was never an easy thing to do. But it's still inherently passive slash like substituting something you would normally do. Whereas, you know, the One Punch Man challenge that I just completed a couple days ago, that was something that was a little bit more active. That was, I was not supplementing something that I had already been doing. That was in addition to, um, well, at the beginning of the challenge, the addition of my workouts. And by the end of it, it became my only workouts because my gym access was cut off. But all that to say that that was inactive. That was an addition thing, additional thing that I took upon myself to do every day. And I really like how disc golf is also very inherently active. It's not something that you can do while multitasking. It's not something that you can do uh, in any other way. It is an intentional act that you're going to be doing for one hour every day. And, you know, we are fresh. We're both relatively fresh out of college. We're still within our first year of graduating. We're about to hit that one year mark. And, you know, one thing that I do kind of miss is the act of learning. I, I know, yeah, you're shaking your head. I know that you definitely share that similar sentiment. There's just something that's like, you know, gaining information 
that feels really good. And I kind of miss that feeling. And that's why I kind of wanted to have like one of my hour, my, well, my only, I only intend to do one. My hour is going to be dedicated solely to that. Um, that's what I'm thinking. So is there any specific reason why you chose crochet and why you chose disc golf? Well, I have wanted to disc golf for a long time. Um, I've played several times in college, but not keeping score. I just thought it was fun. And so I decided I want to get good at that. And then you, I was getting confirmation for you or from you about what I was going to do. And you were like, hold on. Um, there's a global pandemic going on. Public parks may be closed. You may not be able to disc golf all the time, which is ultimately really lame, but also facts. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, two weeks from tomorrow. We don't know. You suggested having, doing something else. And so I also immediately thought of crochet. I have a pregnant friend at the school that I work at, and I would just love to be able to make her baby blanket and you in the future. I can crochet no matter what, no matter the weather, no matter what's going on, I can crochet. But who knows what's going to be going on to disc golf. Public parks might be closed. So I, I wanted to go ahead and talk about a little more about kind of like the situation of the world right now in general and how this specifically ties in with that. I sent you a New York Times article right before we began. The, the kind of overall thing was this is a, a relatively older article too. Um, I, it was not made recently, but... So the idea of this article that I'm going to put in the show notes is it's called how to make the most of your workday with three basic principles. Um, Trust the small increments, be accountable and forgive yourself. And I came across this article while kind of looking about like general productivity things. And this one struck me incredibly because I feel like these are like three things that will definitely apply to the hobbies, right? You know, trust the small increments you are not going to be able to learn how to crochet in one sitting. Rule two said, uh, be accountable. And it's uh, whether it's weekly check-ins with a coworker or setting your own deadlines and announcing them to others, having to answer to someone else can often force you to get the job done. And I thought that was pretty, pretty good and pretty relevant because you're my accountability buddy for the month and I'm yours. So if you've like, if you feel like, oh man, I don't know if I'm going to get this hour in or stuff like that. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to have to go live on the podcast and, and talk all about it. And last, uh, forgive yourself. You are human, except that sometimes you're going to slip up, become distracted and have a bad day. It's more important to move on than dwell on your mistakes. And that brought me to this other realization. I'm going to send you this picture. Okay. I'm really going to botch this, but I'll put this in the show notes and I'm actually going to send it to you real quick. It's So the graph that I just sent you is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And basically the idea is there is a, there is a chart. It discusses your, the amount of confidence that you have of the knowledge in your field. And whenever you're first starting out, you know absolutely nothing and it's incredibly difficult. But then you start learning a little bit 
and it just all the knowledge is just flowing through you and everything is just new and brilliant and you just feel like you're you know everything about everything in your field and then things start getting a little deeper and there's a lot more to it than you originally thought there was and things start looking a little more rough and it looks like oh man I might I might have a little bit harder of a time than I thought and then you start hitting like a valley, like a very, very low valley where you start feeling like you're never going to be able to understand exactly what you're doing. Like this field is just too, too in depth. There's too much. I don't know how anybody ever learned this. And then you get to the other side of that valley and everything starts making a little bit more sense. And then the valley starts curving upwards again. And you never quite reach that point where you felt like you knew everything. But the idea that you can relate to somebody how you know and you understand how it's complicated. You went through the same slope that they did, but your confidence level hits about 75 to 80%, which having that much confidence is something I, I would say is pretty healthy. 100% is arguably very unhealthy and 0% is very unhealthy. But getting to that 75% after you've been doing it for a significant amount of time I'd say is is pretty fair. And so I bring up this to say, I feel like this is going to hit us pretty significantly. Um, whether it's going to be, you know, whenever I'm learning how to develop the game and I'm like, oh man, I, I get this. This is like programming in any other language. And then I get down to like animation and just small things like that. I feel like I'm going to have to trip up a lot before I really understand what's going on. And and I'm wondering if there's going to be a point at which you start crocheting and you take that leap to do it from memory without looking at any references. And you're like, oh, I got this. But then, you know, you miss up a little loop or you miss a loop, you miss a needle or, you know, you get a little bit of beginner's luck in, in uh, disc golf. And then once the, the newness kind of wears off, I feel like it might become more effort than pleasant for at least at least a little bit of time. Right. And so all that to say that the third, the third principle productivity that this writer opinion piece for the New York Times said was be able to forgive yourself. And I thought that like that graph, the, the Dunning-Kruger graph was the very first thing that I thought of because, you know, you're not going to be able to know everything. You're not going to be able to understand everything immediately. And it's being able to give yourself that little bit of peace. The next thing that I wanted to point out was because this is such a unique period in time we're working from home, right? You know, you're a teacher and you're working from home, which is so unique. Like this might be the first time in history where that is going to be the case for the foreseeable future. And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if that so many jobs that were able to have been able to be done successfully from home aren't going to translate to full time from home now. I saw a tweet that said, this has showed us that the system that we were told to accept when we were younger was just somebody's made up idea. And like, it can be done differently now, which is just, it was interesting and thought provoking in, in a sense, because I had never considered it. I mean, I thought oh, only some jobs can really be worked from home, but can all jobs? I mean, not all, but I say all that to say that productivity while working from home is, is kind of hard. You know, there's, I mean, I'll, I'll say it. I snack so much more when I'm working from home. It's such a problem. It's so bad. So, you know, talking about, you know, losing that productivity and, you know, wanting to snack all the time. I have also found that 
there are certain things that spur me to want to be able to do more work. And I think having a dedicated time to do something that I enjoy could help reinvigorate that. You know, one of my favorite educational YouTubers is uh, CGP Grey. And one thing that he always talks about is like occupying the monkey brain. And that's something that I do all the time. It's just like having idle passive music on in the background while I work because that's what helps distract the monkey part of my brain while I really get into work. But something else that he said is like being able to trick your monkey brain into doing different things. And so what that looks like is he'll start the dishwasher or he'll start the Roomba and having the robots do the work for him makes him feel like, oh, well, if the robots are doing work, I should be doing work. And I'm wondering if like, you know, starting starting to, you know, do the game dev research, just like starting that process won't make the next processes easier. It's like, oh, I've already started. Now I'm going to finish this. And then once I finish my hour of that, it might be, okay, well, I'll do another hour. Or it'll be something more so along the lines of like, oh, well, I'm going to go do a little more something for work and it'll be just that much easier. I think that this will actually help productivity by being productive for myself. What about you? What are your thoughts on, on all of this? I agree. I I innately need to be productive in my doing. I That's why I need to be crocheting during the meetings or otherwise I won't listen. I have to be doing two things at one time, essentially. And then getting out of the house, doing something other than like staring at a computer screen or staring at a TV is why I need to do disc golf. I, I need to be productive during this time of unproductivity. Like I need to do something. And so that's what I'm going to do. Um, I think you should probably go out and get some disc golf nets and just set them up around the apartment just so you could just practice it all the time, 24-7. You know, um, you have like friends or you have, you have ways of doing so, right? As in you were once a student body president at the university that I'm currently residing at, right? So you have, you have like the people you can like slip your way into and you could be like, huh, my friend Haley, she was my secretary last year. So she's pretty cool. Um, she would like to disc golf. Can you um, provide that accommodation? Yeah, I was student body president. Yeah, um, I I don't know. I'll make a few calls. I'll see if they'll install it in the campus apartments. How about that? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, the the uh, the apartment that you're staying at has the current student body president. So I definitely think that you should maybe give him a shout. I, he probably has a little more pull than I. <gasps> you're right. <laughs> So let's go ahead and move on to the arrow scale. Okay, uh, so here on Adam, we have the arrow scale. A is accessibility, E is excitedness, R is reservations, and O is outcome. And because you have two hobbies that you're going to attempt, you little overachiever you, you put, uh, you ranked the arrow scale for both of them. Alrighty, let's talk about your answers with accessibility. Now for accessibility for disc golf. I am giving that a two. When I initially purchased the discs, I purchased a starter set that was $25. So that in itself is an expense that's not accessible to everybody. Since buying the initial three discs, 
the putter, the driver, and the mid-range. I've learned that it's better to have a double or two of everything, which I didn't realize, but it makes sense because creeks exist and discs can get in there or people could like run over them in their car when you throw it or they can get really high up in the trees where you're not able to reach or you can just lose them. So it's always good to have double. And then another way that it's not accessible is you have to have like courses to do disc golf. And I know in the town that I live in, there's at least two disc golf ranges, but in like smaller towns, they probably don't exist. And which would make disc golf impossible to play, to get good at if you don't have the resources to do so. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I, being in, in the town that you are, that definitely makes a whole lot of sense that you're, you're fortunate enough to be able to have that sort of thing. But I didn't even consider the fact that small towns, like with very, very small towns probably don't have that. I genuinely just never considered that, which is probably a little privileged of me, but it's a very, very good point, and I'm glad that you considered everybody whenever you major your A in accessibility. So personally, I gave my accessibility a four. Um, as long as I have an internet in my laptop, I'm going to be able to do it. Uh, my working environment might not always be the most ideal in terms of like sitting down and, and feeling productive with a clean desk, um, just because the timing might be in the middle of the day or it might be at night. Or I might have to, you know, go outside and get some fresh air and do it out, like, sit on the porch or something and do that. Because it's not a perfect and I don't feel like I can do it all the time everywhere and, like, the most ideal circumstances, I'm going to go ahead and give it a four. Yeah, it's mine's pretty plain and simple. Pretty plain and simple all the way down, honestly. Um, excitedness. So, I'm giving Crochet a four. I'm really excited to make baby blankets. <laughs> I'm really excited. And I'm really excited to get that muscle so that when I'm in all of those busy or boring staff meetings, I can do something with my hands. Because I know with my undiagnosed ADHD self who has all of the anxieties, I, I want to be able to do something. And then disc golf. I gave it a five. I'm freaking pumped to get good at disc golf. As I've said, it's I played several times throughout college and it was just a fun time. And while I still want to have fun, I want to get good, which is just going to make it even more fun. So I'm giving it a 5. I'm I'm so glad that you had something that like immediately jumped out at you. I imagine very few people when asked, "What hobby would you like to do?" would be like, "Yeah, this immediately." Like, right now, I'm going to do that. And you had that answer, like, locked and loaded. And I was like, well, have you considered, like, not being able to leave the house? Do you have anything for that? You're like, ugh. Yeah, I sure did want to play disc golf immediately. I didn't even consider us being in quarantine and then maybe shutting down public parks. I was like, no, I am going to play disc golf. I'm going to learn. I'm going to have fun. And then, you know, this global pandemic just has its own mind you know casual Alrighty, i put down a four and i put down a four because i'm very excited to be able to do this but i know myself and 
This is also my third challenge. And I know that excitedness always takes a huge dip throughout. And so I think I might be a little biased or a little jaded at this point. So I, I know that there's going to be a time where it's like, oh, I don't want to do this. Or oh, I'd rather be playing Animal Crossing. And, and so I'm already feeling that apprehension, like preemptively. And so I feel like because of that, I can't like say like, oh, I can't give it the Rainbows and Butterflies 5. I'm trying to give it the realistic 4. That's my my jaded response to that one. You know, honestly, I'm giving Crochet a zero in regards to reservations. I'm not super worried about, I don't know, anything going wrong. I feel like it's something that, like, something that people do. People crochet and they build blankets and scarves and, you know, you name it. Um, so I really have no reservations. I, I don't know what could go wrong. Disc golf, while I have played before, um, it's a little bit of a more active sport or active thing. And I don't know, I'd probably sprain my face and like, I don't know, break everything somehow knowing me. So I'm going to give it a two because there's just, there's the little ifs and the buts that could happen. Um, there's, there's just things that could happen. So I'm a little, I'm a little bit more on the reserve side for disc golf. Yeah, I would be a little bit reserved about the needles. Those needles are are big. I got the basic pack of crocheting hooks and needles. So I feel like I won't stab myself, right? (laughs) But I don't know. I'm already convinced I'm going to sprain my face. (laughs) Do you even sprain faces? Oh, man. But I guess that's just not something I'm concerned about. I can handle my (laughs) hooks, I guess. Oh, I guess that's fair. So my reservations are three for the same reason that my excitedness wasn't a five. I, this is something that I've always wanted to do. And I'm so, I'm so, so nervous about that curve that we talked about earlier, because it's going to feel so good at first. I'm like, oh, I'm consuming and I'm learning so much, but I know I'm going to hit a low. And that's, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that legitimately because I mean, that happens with with everything that I've ever done. Uh, apparently it happens to everybody because it's a, it's a thing, but it just, it's such an unfortunate thing that we all have to get through on our way to being an expert at something, but it just feels so bad to me. And that's honestly, occasionally when I give up on endeavors is when I hit that low point, because I just feel inadequate in my craft, you know, as a programmer, I've tried to learn other languages and you know, in fact, for work right now, I'm learning a programming language called Rust. And it's so different from everything that I've ever done. And when I first started using it, I'm like, oh, wow, this is fast and it can do everything. And it's amazing. And I love it. And today I was debugging, debugging an issue that I had for about an hour and a half. And I just sat there and staring at my screen, just feeling like it, feeling very inadequate in my craft. And I wanted to just stop and write it in a different language but I knew that came with some some costs. It wouldn't be nearly as fast. I, I wouldn't be able to get it all done like functionally how I liked it. And because of that, I decided to push through it. But I was I was feeling the low part of that curve, and I still am a little bit. I'm still at the the low in, lower part of that learning curve. All that to say, that's the reason I'm giving it a three because I know that it's going to get harder. All right, and last but certainly not least, outcome. I. I don't know how to put a numerical value 
on something at the end of the month when you don't know like what to expect and how do you place a numerical value on on like a desire I don't know so I'm giving both crochet and dusk off a four what I want to happen with crochet I want to be able to make a baby blanket <laughs> that's my goal if I do that I will feel like I am successfully crocheting <laughs> and then disc golf I am also giving a four because I want to improve from where I start on the first day of the month but I'm not sure what that's going to look like I just want to see improvement in general so I'm giving it a four Maybe maybe the question's just bad. Maybe I should change the O. So the whole reason, uh, you know, the O exists is to kind of give some thought about not what's about to happen, but what is to happen in the future. You know, like to see how your idea of what happens is about to happen changes over time. Like the one punch man, specifically for the reason that, you know, cold showers was like we're taking the cold showers and I think on the other side it's going to be rainbows and butterflies and then at the end of it they were like that was pretty good one punch man Kyle and I were like it's gonna be rainbows and butterflies and then by the end of it we're like couldn't do one more day could absolutely could not and you know with this I'm wondering I, I, I would like to capture our pre-feelings so at the end of it it was like huh that was just as wonderful as I thought. It feels as good as I thought it would. Or, wow, I'm doing so much better. Or I'm doing so much worse. So, I know the, the phrase outcome makes you makes it seem like I want you to be a psychic. But I really just want to gather, where do you think you're going to be in 28 days? You know what I'm saying? So, think about that, you know, moving forward. I definitely know it's a hard thing. And with hobbies, it's a little bit different. Because it's not like... It's, it's not anything new and different and scary. It's something that we've been thinking about already, right? It's something that's already on the forefront of our brains. We're just executing on it now. And I went ahead and gave mine a four as well. So we had fours all across the board. Um, I didn't give it a five for the same reason that I gave reservations a three and excitedness a four. I have an outcome that I would like to achieve. And I think it would be really good to be there. But I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm being too optimistic or I don't know if I'm giving myself enough credit and saying, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do enough. So I think that I would legitimately and genuinely like to have something like a working proof of concept, you know, maybe without animations or something like that. But just like a general something that I could pick up and play just like a couple levels of and be like, oh, yeah, this is. This was enjoyable, just to prove to myself that I can create at the lowest fundamental level. Would it be fair to predict, like, where you're going to be in 28 days? Like, in 28 days, can whatever you have developed in your video game endeavor, can that be played? Um, complete or not? You've already said it's likely not going to be complete in a 28-day time span. But could we see what you have done? Can the listeners, can the people, can we play what you have developed in 28 days? Is that, is that fair? Uh, yeah. 
I think, I think for that reason, I think for the sake of Adam, that should be my goal is something that anybody could just pick up and play. I think I wouldn't feel comfortable in terms of like releasing it and saying, oh yeah, this is what I made and it's wonderful. I think in terms of like a 20 day project. Yeah, I'll do that. That'll be my challenge. Wow. That's okay. Well, I just, I felt a wave of pressure just like wash and crash all over me. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I don't want to be the cause of added pressure. I just think that would be cool. No, it's good. It needs to happen. I think, I think it adds a little something, a little extra spice to the challenge. You know, it's kind of like your, you know, your goal is to improve with your disc golf and shoot under par you know i think this is kind of like the exact same thing but just in a different way and i think you know with crocheting you'll also have something tangible to show the world you'll be able to you know post post your baby blanket on twitter for 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 the world to see so before we could take a quick break here is there anything else that you would like to like to say well thank you guys for listening to the first half of this episode we're going to take a quick break here 30 seconds for you two weeks for us and uh we'll see you guys on the other side with halfway through impressions Hey everyone and welcome back. Nice little 30 second break for you. A nice little 14 day break for us. How are you holding up there, Haley Shepard? You know, I'm living the dream. How about yourself? Oh, every day. Every day, don't you know? Every day. Absolutely. Some days are scarier dreams than other days, though. Oh yeah, I call those nightmares. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was listening back, uh, editing the first half of the podcast, and I, and I heard us talking about that, and... You know where that came from? Where I when I really started saying that, when I was it was halfway through junior year, when it just like came to me one day, like people were just saying it, and I think I probably heard it somewhere. Like it's a it's a um, uh, cliche at this point to say "live in the like, dream" every you, day. You like latched it on from somewhere else. Yes, but it really came into fruition. I was thinking about it while I was editing, when <laughs> during my uh, campaign for the student president. body president. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny how those things kind of play out? Um, my saying is "what a guy slash what a gal." I know you say that. I you, that phrase has come into my my everyday uh, lexicon slash vernacular all the time. I also say "however comma" a lot. Mm-hmm. Probably more often than you ever did. Yeah, and you know I got that from uh, YouTuber iDubs. He said it in one of his videos, and then I started saying it, and then. Lee started saying it, and then so we kind of played off each other, and then said that more, and then I started saying it around uh, in the uh, the student government office all the time, and then it just kind of became a thing. Love that. I love how um, memes spread. You know. Oh yes. <laughs> like it's like a virus. Yeah. Oh, a little too topical. A little too deep for me right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to have a good Tuesday here, Haley. <laughs> so, you and I have been doing this this quarantine productivity challenge. First, first off the top of your brain, unload any any initial initial thoughts after fourteen days. It is so cold all the time. <laughs> Today it's thirty four degrees. Yeah, it's that raining. is weird. I don't want to go outside and disc golf. Yeah, I think disc golf. I'm glad you picked a secondary one. I was apprehensive about having two. I was like, man, that's like a huge time investment. But there was this crazy cold front that hit Texas, and it has been like. Stupid chilly. Yes. Like, zero percent of me ever wants to go outside. 
most days. I have found, like, online simulations where you can, like, just, like, test it, and I've, like, read, like, blogs and, like, like, on, like, tips on how to do things, but there's days where it's just, like, pouring, like, from sun up to sundown, and I'm not gonna go where it's stupid muddy. Like, there's been, like, two days where it's just, like, you can't go outside, really, you know? Yes, I mean, I, I don't blame you if, if, there, but if I, have I was doing... Oh, good, okay, yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Challenge has been been completed to its fullest at the time no i i definitely don't blame you for not doing that i i wouldn't do it personally yeah i i don't do well with with uh not rainy weather i don't do well with like damp weather and that's what it's been you know like misty and it's like you going outside and you come in and it's just like it's humid and it's muggy and it's gross i don't do well with that personally and it's like so. cold and rainy and then like also misty just start flying Life just isn't happening when it's 34 degrees outside April 14th. Yeah, very odd. Um, it's a very late cold front in the year. Like, we're, the we're expecting spring. Snow. Are you serious? Yeah, yes. Wow. Yeah, I haven't really been... I've been very out of the loop. My nose has been in a computer for, like, the past <laughs> two weeks. Developing some video games? Uh, Trying to, trying to, right? Uh, so what else is going on world news wise is, is like the panhandle is getting snow uh, is is like is this cold front like hitting the whole United States or like um, my cousin who lives in Michigan um, they got like 10 inches of snow on Easter whoa yeah is white Easter a thing or is it just white Christmas I feel like more white Easter's have happened than white Christmases in my that, lifetime that's absolutely fair same here same here <laughs> Texas gotta love it gotta love it all right, so besides the the uh, random Arctic storm that hit, uh, anything else, anything else, like, immediately pressing on your mind, got to get out? I wish I had crocheted all of my life. It's like, I've already got, like, the muscle for it, and I'm just, like, sitting watching Grey's Anatomy every day, because I really feel like an old grandma, and I'm just going, just going, and in, like, ten minutes, I've already, like, made, like, a whole dent. You got to put on, like... A soap opera, like uh, Days of Our Lives, or... <laughs> That's the only one I know. <laughs> General Hospital, is that one? I think... I was going to say that, but I didn't know if that was more of like a drama as opposed to a soap opera. Is there a difference? I don't know. We grew up as the time, like, soap operas were kind of being, like, phased out, I think. Yeah. Anyway, yes. It's crocheting during a... During Grey's Anatomy. And, like, when it's so cold outside, I can be under a blanket while I'm making myself a new blanket. And it's it's nice. Drinking some wine. Wine. Wine in one hand. Crocheting in the other. <laughs> and I'm just going. I love that. That is amazing. Have you made a, a significant progress on a, your blanket? Yes. So, how did you go about picking your first pattern? So, I bought a book that is, like, basic crocheting. And so it started with, like, the initial knot and then, like, how to build your chain and then how to add on to your chain, where it adds not only length but depth. And then once you get that, it has, like, pages and pages. It's, like, a 100-page book. Like, pages of just, like, different patterns. They have a really cool one that's an afghan, and I would really love to do it. I haven't figured out how to incorporate more than one color at a time, like, different parts of string. Does that make sense? Like, so if I'm going, like, gray and I wanted to add in some, like, yellow, I haven't figured that aspect out yet. But I've got 14 more days to figure that out. So it, it's called chaining when you put... Mm -hmm. Like just like adding on over and over and over again, it makes a chain. 
Interesting. You need to start a, a crocheting club called Off the Chain. Deal. Has that already happened? I feel like that had. Let me. I, I'm sure it has, but we could like. I have. To, I feel like out. I have to Google that. I, okay, cool. That's that's like a right now thing. There's a there's a Facebook group called Off the Chain Crochet. I am not original. I I will say. I'd get copyright infringement. You know, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna I'm gonna create it, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna get popular enough to where. Um, wait, why am I? I'm doing this. No, know. you're cra- you're gonna do it, <laughs> and then you're gonna get wickedly stupid popular, and then you're just gonna be able to copyright right strike them because you are the popular one. I don't think that's how copyright works, but you're going to do it, and you're going to have off-the-chain crochet Facebook groups. So do you want to be like my lawyer, as well as all of your million other tasks, when I um, get copyright infringement? Uh, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when it comes. Don't worry about copyright at the time. Just, oh, okay. just be funny in the meantime. Deal. Tell me about video gaming. Okay, yeah. Uh, immediate thoughts. It is very fun. I don't know how much, I don't remember how much I talked about it in the first half, but I'm using a a video game engine called Godot. It's free open source software. That means everything, everything involved in it is free. Uh, Everyone, so it's, it's free and open source, which basically means that the project online, all the code exists in, on GitHub and people are just submitting new codes and new ideas and new features. And so there's, it's, it costs zero to everybody involved. Um, and you can contribute to it if you want. Uh, I've even contributed some code to it. I, I fixed some like grammar mistakes in the documents and, and I submitted them and they're, they're now live in the Godot documents, which is kind of cool. And I've learned, I have had to learn the new, uh, so Godot uses a very specific uh, programming language called GDScript, which is kind of like other programming languages that I've used before. So it's, it's kind of like Python, which is, it's been kind of easy. It's just like a, a simple dynamic language that has, it's, it's decently powerful. Um, it's pretty fast. That's what I like. But all that to say for like people who don't know anything about programming, it, it, it has been, I have done many tutorials, like firsthand tutorials. Um, I've made a couple little UI things. Like I made a little user interface where you could click a couple buttons. And I made one for my life that's my wife that said, uh, she clicked the button and a little thing popped up that said, hey, I love you. And then she clicked it again. And I was like, just kidding. I hate you. Please leave. And uh, I don't actually hate my wife. <laughs> but I love your wife more than you do. I think that's that's probably fair. You guys have a very a very loving relationship. That every time I've ever like had you on the phone or been with you and had her on the phone, it's always like, oh my gosh, is Haley Shepard there? Oh my gosh, is Lee Kovar there? Please, please send my love and my regards. Okay. Anyway, before we <laughs> divulge too much personal life here, uh, it's just been very interesting, right? Like I. I have gotten a pretty good handle on the the lowest possible level. Um, I have done so much reading and so much video watching. Uh, I, I think that the next week will be getting my hands dirty with like some game work, like actual like getting something off the ground. And I really hope that two weeks from today I have something to show for. Solid. I don't ex- don't expect Call of Duty. By any means, I'm only working with 2D stuff right now because I don't have time to create 3D models in Blender or anything. But I, I definitely like this more than even I thought I would going into it. Really? Yeah, I, I missed learning. We talked about that in the first half, but I super missed learning. And there's something about like diving into things like totally blind 
that I just I I've I've missed doing. It's almost like taking. I remember in college whenever I took. I think it's like I don't remember what they classified it as. It's either calculus three or calculus four, um, but it's ordinary differential equations. And I remember going into that totally blind, and I was like scared out of my mind. And then by the end of it, I was like, man, this is actually fun. Like all the cool problems that you can solve with like this 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 differentiable equations and stuff like that. And it was kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, look at all these problems that this language solved. And now how can I use that? So I very much so missed the learning aspect. And it definitely feels like a college class the way that I've structured it in my life, like the one hour a day. I think it, it more so feels like set aside structured learning that I don't think I would have been able to have the discipline to do outside of this challenge. So I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that we're doing it in this way. Same. I never would have touched crocheting, probably, if I didn't have this. But it's so fun. Yeah, really. Uh, it really is just one of those things like, wow, I'm, I'm really glad that it just now is the time to do it. And, you know, I don't think I touched talked about this with you. But, you know, I have I have these things like yearly themes that I try to do. And I've talked about it with Kyle and Ty before because it just it just so happens that my yearly themes are lining up with the Adam themes. But one of my my big themes was taking a cliff jump. So I have been trying really I I've I'm a planner. I'm a big planner and I'm a decent executor. So I have all these wonderful big ideas that I'm going to do and change the world with all the amazing things and wonderful things. But when it comes to execution, I think that I could probably be a little bit better with my follow through. I think that's, you know, that's kind of a human thing, but I feel it really hard because I, I talk about my ideas to try to make myself do them. And then it's like, okay, well now if I don't do them, it's like, oh, I'm making a fool out of myself. And I've tried all these different things to make, you know, executing on my ideas easier, but I just haven't really done it. And so last year I had this idea of making a yearly theme instead of like a new year's resolution. I did a, a year, a theme. And so like the last half of the year was marginality. You know, I had, I had passed all of my, my big, the, all these big goals. You know, I got married, I graduated, I moved away, got my big boy job, but I did all these big things and it was like, okay, what next? You know, and so it was kind of that idea that led me to, I was starting to feel like I wasn't accomplishing enough. And so I, I had to force myself to reflect on the small victories. And so my my year or my half a year of marginality made me appreciate all the little things. Because I would like write, hey, what did I get better at this today? And so that really, that was genuinely helpful. And this year... I said 2020 is going to be my year of the cliff jump where I'm not going to leave any stones uh, overturned. What's up? Oh, I was like, you're just going to jump right in. Just jump right in. Absolutely. I'm going to leave no stone unturned. And that has very much helped. Like, that's what that's why Adam exists, because I said, I'm going to start a podcast one day and I had all these ideas and how I was going to do it. And it was going to be a thing a month. Right. I was going to it was going to be Adam. It was going to be everything that I ever wanted to do. But it was only going to exist as an idea and not a physical thing or abstract thing, I guess. I don't know if podcasts can be physical. It takes up storage on my hard drive. It's physical. So it's never going to be a physical thing until I do it. And I think that game dev was one of those things for me. Okay. It was going to be 
theoretical and an idea until I really jumped in to do it. Something I always wanted to do. And so this challenge has like pushed my yearly theme even further where it's like something I've always wanted to do. Now I'm doing it. Heck yeah. And so now starting my podcast and now doing game development, those are now two out of the three things that I really wanted to accomplish this year. What's number three? Oh, I can't talk about number three yet. There's, there's, it's a process. It's oh, a process. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. All that to say, I just, this has helped break some, some mental barriers for me and showed me that like, yeah, you can do these things if you just tell yourself that you can, right? Like doing new things is so scary. Planning to do something makes you feel warm and fuzzy and just like, oh man, I feel productive already. <laughs> like what we were just talking about. <laughs> yes. Yes. But doing it is scary. Starting it is scary. And so I've really, I've definitely really enjoyed getting back into the flow of things. It's like, oh yeah, now I'm doing it. So have you noticed any feelings like that? Um, I don't know if I ever necessarily wanted to like crochet or wanted to get okay at disc golf. Also disc golf was harder than I thought it was going to be. Like even on the perfect, clear, wonderfully warm days, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I've only ever done it one time, and it was like half a game. So how 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 is it more difficult um, than you were expecting? I just don't have like the power in my arm to throw super far, and so I have continuously scored like higher than par every time. How far are the is like the the net away from where you stand usually? Um, at the park that we go to um it's like some are as short as like a football field away um some are further some are two three football fields away and then there's like trees that are in the way and wind is a factor and it just kind of sucks sometimes yeah i i would have never thought about the intricacies of disc golf had you not had we not had this conversation well, I'm glad I can provide you some insight. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Let's do some talking about benefits and problems. Have you noticed any improvements in any aspect of your life as a result from doing these things? Disc golfing? I feel better about myself. I Like, the feeling of soreness, which also wasn't something I was super expecting. Um, it just feels good. It feels like I'm doing something. And then... An aspect that I wanted with the crocheting is I wanted to be able to, like, sit in our uh, professional development meetings and just, like, crochet and, like, listen but also move my hand because I feel like I'm at least somewhat ADHD. Undiagnosed, but I feel like I am. And doing something allows me to pay attention better, and I've already noticed that. Really? Oh, yeah. Because any... We have more meetings now than we did when we were actually in school, but... All the meetings, I'm always pulling out my crocheting, and I I feel like I grasp the material better because I can focus on something else. I don't know. My hand is doing something. That is wonderful. What you talked about—that's kind of what you thought was going to happen, mm -hmm. but to see it in practice—that's yeah. that's really something special. So, before we talk about anything else, have you seen any problems with that? Like, have, is there, has there been anything that's like, man, I. This is an issue with, like, any detriment to any aspect of your life as a result of doing these things. No, not really. It just, I feel no motivation when it's cold and wet outside. 
That's fair. I will say. And so I guess that's a detriment. Yeah. No motivation is definitely a, a detriment, but it's no motivation to do an extra thing in your life. So I would say that's not an inherent boon. Like it's not anything that's put, it hasn't put in a damper on any aspect of your life, I guess, because yeah. it's, it's no motivation to do an additional thing. It's not like, like you're not feeling unmotivated to do the laundry all of a sudden, oh, you know? Yeah. Which, I mean, whoever has motivation to do laundry, really. <laughs> yeah, I remember whenever I got your text, it was like day three or day four. You said, I have never been so sore in my life. OMG, send help. Like all caps. Uh, I don't think it was exactly that, but that was kind of Good the general enough. idea. Okay. I, I was like, oh, man, I feel so bad. Like, Why? she's really. Oh, because well, the way you the way it was phrased, I was like, oh, I feel so bad because you were sunburned, too, right? Yeah. You were sunburnt. You were sore. I was like, oh, what if, what have I put her in front of? Like, what, what did I set her up to do? <laughs> so I'm glad that it's, it's for the best. Not Can you for. imagine like in the summer if I did this and I would get super sunburnt. I would do it all the time because there's no rain or cold stopping me. And I would get so sore. I'm very glad. I'm very glad it's not summertime. <laughs> I'm glad that you're able to take a break in between horrid weather days. You know, I was I was thinking about um, personal things. Like, uh, for, for me personally, if I've noticed any unforeseen benefits or problems. And I think one of the benefits that I've had is just, like, general excitement. Like, a, a general reinvigoration for learning. You know, being out of college for almost a year now that was really special. Like whenever I have created something or accomplished something that wasn't fed to me, like, you know, I was a math, math major. So this might be, it's not unique to math, but I'm going to give an example. You're taught the rules of algebra, just for an example, you know, you're taught, okay, whenever, you know, you have two X equals eight, you want to get X by itself, divide both sides by two X equals four right? Something simple. And that seems pretty straightforward. And, you know, there's that point where the teacher is teaching that to you and you're consuming the information, but there's that point where it transitions into other types of work where it's like the homework. And it's like, oh man, I don't, what is three X equals nine? I don't get it now. And that all that stuff. But there's been, there's the step further of that when it's like, when you understand the material so much that you're writing your own equations to solve, like you throw Y in there or you throw Z in there and you're like, wow, I really get this mm -hmm. so much. I got to the point in this learning so far where I was able to go off the beaten path of the tutorials and put my own spin on things. And that felt really good. And that reinvigorates to do like the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Like that, that UI thing that I made for my wife that mm -hmm. I love you. Just kidding. I hate you and you're the worst. That was 100% me. I was just like, how... I took this this tutorial and this tutorial. How do I kind of make a UI that will do all these things? And I didn't really say I put like an effect on the text that made it like jump and spin and flip and like bounce up and down and stuff. And it was just like that was all I just kind of took what I learned. And I was like, oh, what are the things can you do with this? And that was just that felt so good. And so now I think I look forward to learning more every day because it's like, I know about the learning that's going to happen and the actions that are going to happen as a result from that learning. It just has made learning more fun again. So that's an unforeseen benefit. 
Um, Heck I, yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, yes, learning. Favorite yes. thing to do. Yay, learning. I mean, we're... We're, we're nerds, big, Cody. We're, we're not that big of nerds, are we? No, we're, we're nerds. Uh, we're nerds. Yay, learning. Oh, man, okay. <sighs> so, before, before we show how nerdy we actually are, and so people can still think that this is a cool podcast, let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to the next step. How, how has this fit into your schedule so far? Uh, I mean, I know you're talking about crocheting, being able to do all the time, but there was still a learning curve, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with disc golf, you know, I feel like there's no easy time of the day to stop everything that you're doing and go play around. So how has this transitioned? Like, how have you put inserted this new task slash hobby into your life? So, like you said, like, I can crochet, like, anytime. I'm on a Zoom with my students, and I can just crochet then when I, like, don't have to whiteboard information for them, or during our staff staff meetings, or when I just am chilling out for the night and watching Grey's. Like, I can just do it. Like, that, it's really not a change in my schedule at all. Um, I, for disc golfing, I have to make sure that it fits outside of my Zoom schedule, but also all of my staff meetings, which are abundant for some unknown reason. We have one, like, every day. Um, but also, like, when the sun is shining and when it's not 34 degrees outside, when it's not raining, when it's not crazy wind. And so I've gone really early in the morning, like 7 a.m., but I've also gone, like, 7 p.m., and so it's not, like, a regular time when I go, but if by 6 p.m. I haven't gone, I, you bet your butt I'm going, no matter what's going on. That's good. I'm glad you have, like, a, a kind of designated time to say, if by 6 I have not gone, this is the time to go. And I guess it's kind of a good time. The sun's kind of setting a little bit. Yeah. It's not going to be as beating down if it is hot, because at the start of the month it was kind of warm. Yeah. We hit, we hit 90 a little bit, which was, it was, I went for a run that day and I was, it was kind of, so six o'clock is good. I imagine like this week is not going to be super fantastic at six o'clock. <laughs> what is the weather even be, supposed to be like? Literally, it's 34 degrees right now. Let's, let's just do it. Once this whole epidemic thing is over, I really think you should keep wearing your mask. <laughs> what that, did it say? <laughs> Once this whole epidemic thing is over, I really think you should keep wearing your mask. That's my my app, Carrot Weather. Uh, yeah, uh, so where I am currently, the high this week for the remainder of the week is going to be 74. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it's pretty good, but overcast and sprinkly. So, good and bad, I guess. Good and bad. Can't win them all. Yeah, can't win them all. Um... And as far as my scheduling goes, this has been a little harder for me than I think I originally thought it would. There were some some things in my job that changed because of the whole epidemic and like working from home and, and projects that needed to be finished. And there was like a general change in my line of work. You know, I do uh, data science and forecasting and stuff. So there's a lot of extra forecasting that needs to happen during this time and model changing and stuff. And so my hours have been a little bit different. I've been working a little bit longer hours than I usually had in the past. So fitting that hour in has become a little more of a challenge, uh, more so than I thought it would be. But uh, I always make sure, like, usually right around this time, usually right around three or four o'clock is really when I say, all right, stop everything else. I'm working on it right now. I make myself a little cup of coffee. And so instead of like winding down after work, 
I'm like winding myself back up and it's like, oh yeah, time to program, time to put some sprites on a screen and animate them. What's up? Let's go. It will, I will say there's been times where it's like six, seven o'clock and I'm like, mm-hmm. gotta get my hour. And that's less ideal for me personally. You're probably tired. You have to wake up super early, right? Yeah. Yeah. So usually I wake up about every day I wake up around six ish to get to work. Um, I've been sleeping a little bit more because my nights have been a little bit later here recently. But I, my, an ideal day for me would be waking up at 5, working by 5.30, and then working 5.30 to 3.30 or 2.30 or whatever my eight hours is. But because there's been a lot of things where it's like late at night, like, oh, I got to go and fix this real quick. Oh, I got to do this. And also Animal Crossing New Horizons before I go to bed has... Has changed my life, yeah. There's just so many things I gotta do every day. I gotta, I gotta make sure I harvest my money trees. I gotta make sure I've talked to all of my villagers. You know, I'm trying to get that five star island, baby. You know what I'm saying? Of course, of course. So it's like ten o'clock, and I'm like, oh, I haven't dug up all my fossils. So (laughs) because of Animal Crossing New Horizons specifically, my my wake time has has been pushed to six o'clock. And I start work by 6.30 usually. Sometimes a little bit later depending on um, how late of a night it was. But I know. Don't shake your head. You know, don't shake your head at me. 6 o'clock by working by 6.30 is still pretty good. Lame. Okay, little miss. I'm driving an hour and a half to work. So I got to leave the house at like 4 a.m. Get out of (laughs) here. But yeah, so I will say just as far as scheduling goes. All that to say, I just... It's been a little bit harder than I originally planned it to be, but it's still good. I, I still, it's still fine. Like, it's not going to kill me getting that time. And in fact, I've actually gone over time almost every single day by at least because 15 minutes. Because new, like, tasks and stuff you got to do? Uh, well, it's just kind of like I, I'm, I start another page or another article. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to finish this before I stop. And so... I'll hit 115. One day I hit almost two hours. I was like really diving in. I was having a whole lot of fun. I was like coding and I was like, oh yeah, this is so much fun. And so I actually went almost two hours. Um, I was a little bit more brain fried after that because it was after work too. And so I'd been staring at a computer quite legitimately all day at that point. But all is well in the world. I don't do that every day. I'm not going to burn myself out and I'm going to make a game and everything's going to be wonderful and perfect in the world. So, do you imagine you're going to still do this after the pandemic is done? If the time in my schedule permits, absolutely. I want to do this. I mean, a little part of me wants to be able to to do this for a living. I would say that I'm a inherently creative person. I, I like creating content. Hence, podcast. Hence. Video games. Yeah, hence all that stuff. And, you know, I, I enjoy writing I enjoy all that stuff. I just like technology as a medium for creation. And so, I mean, honestly, like if I could stop what I'm doing and, you know, make video game, program video games and podcasts for a living, I would absolutely do it. If, if I can make as much money doing this as I could just regularly programming for XYZ job, I would absolutely stop everything I'm doing and do this just because I enjoy it. I enjoy editing editing our podcast after we're done talking. I enjoy being able to talk to you. You know, I enjoy being able to uh, type buttons on it, on a, click on a keyboard 
and make guy dance. That's just so fun to me. <laughs> and then the fact that, you know, if this if this knowledge is if, if what I create is consumed and positive feedback is given, it's like, oh, that's just like an incentive for me to do more. You know, like I whenever I get like iTunes reviews and stuff like that and people are saying what they do and don't like or I get like messages on Reddit and people saying, hey, I like this. Hey, I don't like this. You know, all that is is taken in and I just it it, it relights that fire. It's like, OK, let's go. Let's let's make sure that I, I edit that part out of the next podcast or um, just, you know, any of the creative mediums that I do. It's that feedback loop in creating more and being better. I think that's just that's kind of inherently who I am. And, you know, we work together in the student government office and, and that's kind of like one of the things that drove me there too, was like feedback loops, mm-hmm. you know, I, I talking I to people. I totally see that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was less so creative and more so, um, I guess political, but I, I feel like the same thing still stood. It was all about feedback loops. And I think that's one of the things that kind of drives me. Sure. So not to get too deep on this, <laughs> you know, I think we, we kind of just like touched a, a, a psychologic breakthrough on me just now. But I think that's one of the things that I operate pretty heavily on. Solid. Let's jump into the arrow scale. We've got we've got deep enough for a day. All right. Let's talk about accessibility for crocheting. Five. All the got, time. Oh, yeah. Walmart's open even during a pandemic and you can still go get some yarn and crocheting needles. Straight up. Don't go if you don't have to. But if you can, but you can get like some. delivery or like curbside pickup. Like, Absolutely, you can still do it. Absolutely, yeah, and you can just crank it out all the time. Oh yeah, just in your sleep, just almost wrap it, hook it, thread it through. Polka dot it, country fine, and hip hop it. I was more going like bop it, twist <laughs> Pull it. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess I, I guess your reference was good too. I'll, high five. Uh, disc golf. Um, I'm gonna leave it as a two, but I I want to go less than a two, but that's most aren't allowed apparently. Haley Shepherd. Yes, I do sir. not need I do not need another one of these kind of people on my show. <laughs> I told you before I was these kind of people. Um, so previously I didn't even account for weather in my accessibility, but you can't disc golf in crappy weather, so. If the weather is ideal in all perfect situations, it's a two. But it's not. It's April. April showers bring many flowers. There's a lot of showers. It's been a very unpredictable April so far. It's been an unpredictable 2020. (laughs) It's got deep. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so two at its absolute highest. Because there's still not nets everywhere. There's... Discs are still expensive. Add it perfect. I say accessibility is a two. I think that's very fair. I like how you have two different contrasting things that you can do. Like one that you can do all the time and one that you can do under ideal conditions. That's kind of cool. I kind of, I'm glad I don't have two things on my plate, but I kind of would, it would have been interesting to see if, if I had something that would have held up as well. Like, like in a similar way, I gave mine a three just because an hour is a lot of time to set aside. You know, cold showers was something that I could just replace. And in fact, it was quicker than a regular shower. So like, I saved time doing that. I, you know, doing the one punch man challenge, that was something that 
at first took a little over an hour, but by the end of it, whenever I kind of got the hang of everything, maybe 30 to 45 minutes of an investment, this is a full hour no matter what every single day. It's not like, oh, I can read X pages and then I can stop. It's like an hour, a full hour. Every time I say a full hour, have you seen Parks and Rec? Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I'm not even going to reference it anymore. Um, but yeah, the full hour is is definitely a huge investment. I mean, if you're awake for 16, if you get eight hours of sleep a day and you're awake for 16 hours, that's one sixteenth of your day that's dedicated to this specifically. You know, it's, I would say it's substantial. It's definitely so substantial. two sixteenths of my day, one eighth of my day. Yeah. Look at you being all nappy. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I couldn't imagine having two things. That's, that's even more so significant. But I'm proud of you nonetheless. Thanks. All right. Excitedness. Um, I'm more excited about crocheting now than I was. I Because I, I really have got a hang of it pretty quickly. And so I can just whip it out. Um, so I'm giving it a five. I'm, I'm pumped about it. Disc golf? That's a two. I, um, when it's not 82 degrees outside, not when it's even slightly windy, when there's been any moisture... I don't want to go. Yeah, I feel like maybe like next month, if you go a couple times, let me know and I'll give an update on the show and okay. say like, oh, hey, Haley's still disc golfing. To make up it's... for the days that I missed. <laughs> well, not even that. Just like, hey, she actually enjoys it now. She's actually excited to go. Okay, we'll do. Okay. Uh, uh, my excitedness went, say the exact same. I'm still giving it a four. I, I, I wanted to give it a five. But because it's like sometimes after like a long day of staring at a screen and programming, the last thing I want to do is stare at a screen and program. And so I thought about even like changing my schedule up to like start like doing the, the game programming in the morning. I could do that at like 5.30 to 6.30 and then at 6.30 start the work or, or 6.30 to 7.30 and then at 7.30 start the work the work day and then end at 5. Um, but I don't know. I just haven't really worked it out yet. But it's I'm still excited about it. It's just the schedule doesn't always permit, and when the schedule doesn't permit, it makes me a little more apprehensive than I want to be. Alrighty, uh, reservations. Crocheting? None. Still, none. Um, disc golf? Three. I think I wanted to give it higher than a three because it's, it hurts. After like two days, your body's sore, um, and then it just keeps getting sore and sore and sore. And then weather... I really didn't know whether it was going to be as, as a big of an issue, but it totally is. I don't know if we talked about this, but you were saying your your immediate hobby was disc golf. Like, that was, like, the one thing you wanted to do. And I said, in, in lieu of a global pandemic, you should probably have a backup. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we had that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Because even, like, pandemic aside, like, the weather has just been a true... I really can't express enough. Uh, it's... For those, whenever you're listening to this, uh, whenever, if you're 2025, if it's today, even if it's, you know, if you're listening to this on release day, uh, April 14th, 15th, 16th, whenever, whenever we get this edited and pushed out, look up the weather in Texas for April, the beginning of April of 2020. It has just been all over the place and unpredictable. And we got so much rain one day that like, um, there's like ponds were overflowing and it was just like absolutely ridiculous. And then the next day it was like sunny and 30 degrees. And I was like, what is, what is happening? What in the Still world is going outside. on? I don't want to 
want yeah. to. If there was ever a time where it's like this is a apoc- this is like where the apocalypse happens, it's definitely 2020. <laughs> Everything that could go wrong is going to go wrong in 2020. Do you see that there was like a fire at the old like Chernobyl um, site? <sighs> no. And like firefighters having to go into like Chernobyl and like put some radioactive fires out. I believe it's like less dangerous now because like the radioactivity, like the half life of most of those um, elements have like def- significantly Talk gone down. Love language right there. <laughs> I'm speaking to you directly. This is my little science gal over here. Um, I believe like the half life of like most of those has like significantly gone down of like the, yeah. the specific isotopes. Because I remember reading like it was like cesium. I don't remember the number that was associated with it, but that was like one of the big elements. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was like, oh, okay, so it's no longer an issue. And fire isn't going to make anything worse. But it's not great having to still deal with those kind of things, especially a fire, nonetheless. Yes. So and like tornadoes all over the world, and yeah, a pandemic, um, volcanoes erupting. There was an earthquake in Utah. Tornadoes in South Carolina and Florida. <laughs> um, and not to mention uh, a global pandemic. Yeah, just casual. I wrote this thing. You'll appreciate this. There was, it was talking about people who were born in 96, 97, and 98. And like how, I don't remember, I already told you this. I might have said it in the first half. I will delete it if it is. But it was talking about how like we have a very, very interesting life in terms of like global events. Our first memory is 9-11. That's like, do we talk about this already? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. so, but I read something else that was like, oh, that's kind of interesting too. It's like people, uh, people who are born um, in that 96, 98 range, uh, they have hit two, they've had uh, two never before seen was like economic crises in their lifetime. It's like, cause you know, the 2008 recession, it was like, oh, we've never seen anything like this. This is like a housing bubble. Like that's never supposed to happen. And now we have this where it's like, oh, my gosh, you've never seen a global pandemic like this before in modern times. And so it's like very unique time. Very, very unique time indeed. Um, My R, I'm going to have to bump it up from a three to a four this time. And it's, it's so hard putting this into words. But that graph that we discussed last time is so, so stupid relevant. Do, uh, do you feel similarly? I was wondering when that yeah, was Yeah, like, play. whenever I first learned, I was like, yes, I can take on the world and everything. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But then, like, the more I learned about the language and, like, I was like, oh, it's this has connected this, has connected this. There's things that I read that, like, went so far over my head. I'm like, I'm going to have to come back to that in a year whenever I understand all the intricacies of this language. And so that learning curve really puts a damper on things. And then whenever you mix that with the... Uh, the already like limited time allotment that I have, man, we're looking at like some days where I'm just like, Oh, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, it's, it's a, it's really hard to put into words how I can be so excited yet. So reserved at the same time. It definitely feels like those, sh- those two should like vary indirectly. Like as one rises, one falls, but they're like varying directly. Like the more excited I am, okay. the more I know that I have so far to go. And, like, on the days where I'm not excited, it's like, yeah, but also I should probably just get my hour in. So, like, those two definitely vary directly in a way that I can't put into words. But you felt that the curve, too? Yes. Because I thought, like, I thought disc golfing was not going to be as challenging as it is. I was wrong. <laughs> I was very wrong. Like, day one, I was like, oh, I got this. I got this. Hands down. 
day two and every day since then has proved to me that that is a lie. There's so much. There's so much I can, so many skills <laughs> I can gain. Are you feeling any like soreness uh, or like lack of skill in terms of crochet? Because we talked about like a lot of the, the detriments of, of uh, disc golf, but have you, have you noticed any like hard things from crocheting like your forearms sore? Like I, I've never done it before, so I'm just trying to gain any insight. Um, so I'm right-handed. I throw with my right hand, crocheting with my right hand. My whole just kind of arm and like chest area are sore, but only like on the right side of my body. So it could be a combination of both because you are kind of like, you're doing a thing that I've never done before in my like crocheting, like the way you move your hand. Um, and it's like constant for an hour and you're doing that. So I, I'm sure some of the soreness is accounted for through crocheting, but I don't know with certainty, like what, what part is solely, um, disc golfing, what part is solely crocheting. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know. I imagine when you throw a disc and you feel the soreness. I definitely feel it like up in my chest. Yeah. So it's probably, I mean, I, I, I imagine that's where a lot of the pain comes from. Cause like when you throw a disc and you're like, Ooh, that was sore. It's like, Oh, that's probably why, because I stretched those muscles, yeah. you know? All right. Outcome. Last, certainly not least. How are you feeling? Um, for crochet, I'm going to give it a four. Because I, I think I can whip out this baby blanket, which is my ultimate goal. But I think even more than that, like, you know how I posted on Twitter the other day about, like, the, like, microscope and the flasks and stuff? I want, I want that to be a new goal, but I don't think that's possible by the end of this month. Sorry. Hey, you have 14 days. Sorry. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> the wise man, the wise prophet Shia LaBeouf once said, "Don't let your dreams be dreams," and I live by that. Do you? Is that yes. Why you so live the dream every day. Absolutely. Even if they're a nightmare, I still Shia LaBeouf's words resonate in my head. So I think you should make those little, those little science puppets and microscope. You should do it. They could be my class pets for my classroom next year. Yes, please. See, you're you're proving your case more that why you have to do it. <laughs> Do I have to get it done in 14 days? Yes, because I need to see a picture of you holding them. Okay. Or, okay, if you don't get it done in 14 days, I'll just make sure that the people know where to find you in, on, online and so they can see pictures of you doing it. There you go. Your, your baby blanket was your only goal, so I'm, not, I'm only going to hold you to that one. Deal. Um, disc golfing, I, I'm having like a harder time like lowering my score than I initially thought, so... I think my initial goal was to get, like, right at par for a game, but I'm not sure if I'm going to get that, so I'm going to lower my expectations a little bit and just go three. 60% chance of getting there instead of 80 or 100. Yeah, and there's different factors involved, too, and that's the thing with, like, monthly challenges is you really never can expect. We are on, you know, lockdown, essentially, and there was no way that we could have predicted that. And there's no way that we could have predicted the weather in April. You know, everything is yeah. just so unpredictable. So I think the fact that you're tempering your expectations a little bit is very fair. I, however, am taking the, like, exact opposite approach as you. And I, I up mine to a five. Yeah! And, and this is very ambitious of me to, to start saying. But I am liking what I'm feeling so much while I'm doing this. And what I'm learning that I really feel that whenever this is over, I'm going to continue this 
and I'm going to build something that I'm really going to enjoy. I freaking love it. I Normally, I, I always temper my expectations, but what I'm already able to build is already so fun and exciting that I really think that I'll have like a, a, a very, very, very small and limited proof of concept game uh, by the time this is all said and done. And I'm so excited to see it. Oh, well, thank you. You're, you're, you're too kind. Always too kind. But there's something about this that feels like I'm doing something that I've always wanted to do and I've gotten past the, the initial barrier to entry. I don't, for a lot of different things, there's a lot of different barriers to entry, right? Like if you want to be a doctor, you got to get through medical school. You know, if you want to be president, you have to be well-liked and you have to get votes, right? Like there's always a barrier to entry to something. But in my brain, like as far as programming goes, I've always said the barrier to entry for programming is the barrier to entry itself, right? It's like the, how hard it is to overcome the, the, the scariness of trying something new because programming is kind of, it kind of has this air of mystique around it, you know? Like a lot of hard jobs, you know, like, you know, being a lawyer is like, oh man, there's all this schooling to go. I'm not comparing being a programming to a lawyer by any means, but I'm just talking about like the general thoughts go around it. But I think for, in my brain, the barrier, barrier to entry for almost everything is that hump. It's the, like, whenever I talk about, like, think about being a doctor, I don't think as being a med student, the barrier to entry, I think of, I have to tell myself that I'm going to do it, and then I got to get there. That, for me, is the barrier to entry. And that's kind of been game development my whole life. Like, I've dabbled in it, and I've tried this engine, that engine, but I've never really stuck to it. Because it's like, oh man, I make excuses like I don't have the time for it or I can't do X, Y, or Z and therefore I can't do this right now. Like it doesn't make sense at this point in my life. And I think this year with just like taking the cliff jump Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, well now I'm going to start the podcast and now I'm going to start the game dev. I've gotten past that barrier to entry and now things just feel so good on the other side. Now, I can't pat myself on the back too much or else I'll get in that weird psychological thing where it's like, oh, I've already felt like I've done it because I've talked about doing it. Sure. And I don't want to pat myself on the back too much because there's still so much further to go, right? I am like still an incredible newbie. Just because I've been programming for a long time doesn't mean I know how to program games. But it already feels very good, like kicking something off of my bucket list. So Heck yeah. It just feels good. So that's why I have bumped up my four to a five. Solid. I'm, but my goal is to keep it there at a five now. That's the, that's going to be the hard part. Before we sign off of our first episode together, is there anything that you would like to say? Final yes. notes. I'm, I'm, I'm just chilling right now. You're just going to keep on keeping on? Every day. Fantastic. Every day. Live that dream every single day. All right. Well, I have been Cody. And I'm Haley. And thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or want to give us feedback, you can follow us on the subreddit r slash a thing a month. Haley, where can people reach you at? Um, you can find me on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is... <laughs> I'm looking. All right. Haley's at is at Shepherd Haley. That's S-H-E-P-A-R-D underscore Haley h-a-l-e-y that's where she's posted a lot of the stuff about the podcast the challenge in general 
and that's probably a good way to reach her. A good way, a good way to reach me is at Mr. Kovar on almost every social media. Um, that's M-R-K-O-V-A-R. Thank you so much for listening. Please send your thoughts, questions, concerns that way. If you've partaken in any challenges, that's definitely something that we'd like to hear. If you've partaken in this challenge specifically, we'd love to hear it. We'd also love to hear how you're staying productive during this quarantine, because this is a very unique period in history, and any documentation would be super fantastic. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, you uh, you live that live that dream during this pandemic. Yes, sir. If you do the same. Absolutely. All right. Take it easy, Haley. Yes, sir.